Live from Manchester, the Excess Manchester Football Social. Call 0345 7625 and have your say winning with Gowing Law. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. This is the full-time Devils Takeover uh, with me, Joe. Welcome. We're here for an hour talking all things Manchester United. You won't be able to see our wonderful faces on uh, YouTube and Facebook, but you will be able to hear us, our dulcet tones. Uh, and when I say yours, I mean Gaz. How are you doing, Gaz? I'm very good. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit worried now. Give it up. pointing at me. <laughs> you're a Statman. Oh, What's I don't know. That, that, that one's off. Uh, and Statman Dave. How are we, Dave? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, just got back from Bournemouth, actually. I know. It's uh, obviously a long journey down, but you managed to stay over the night in Bournemouth um was was it eventful journey it was all right we played some tunes listened to some podcasts you know the classic sort of car journey <laughs> lads, 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 lads. bit sunburned on only one side of my body though that's going to be upsetting tomorrow oh, right let's talk about Bournemouth then 2-0 win we have got Cam on the on the line we'll get to you soon so just stay there an assessment of yesterday's game guys what did you make of it uh did you see any positives from it going into the big FA Cup uh, game on Saturday <laughs> there were some positives and there were some uh, kind of half negatives in a way because it was obvious with the team that Jose had put out where he basically played a team of 11 fringe players and he said before the game, anyone who impresses it will probably get a place in my team. Uh, so it's a shame that Chris Smallin went and scored. <laughs> I was thought I thought that Marron Fellaini would do it as well and then secure his place for the weekend. Uh, but no, I'm, I was happy with some of the players that got games. Martial, uh, a player that we've all been shouting to start more for Man United. I'm incredibly worried about what's going to happen this summer. Uh, however, we have been at the point with Jose in the past with certain players where we thought it's a done. That there's no way that they're staying at the club players like Juan Mata, and they've obviously stayed and actually been very important for our team. Uh, so main positive for me is seeing Martial play and and see him play quite well as well in periods. Dave, you were there, you witnessed it, you saw it all happen. Uh, what were your positives from last night's game? I think Ander Herrera was fantastic, mm. he was brilliant in midfield. I think one of the big positives was his performance. I thought he was awful against West Brom, but coming back and playing defensive midfield, he won the most tackles, made the most interceptions, completed the most passes, controlled the game. But the positive side was when he was getting into the final third, he was picking the passes, of course, for the smalling goal, of course, Lingard squared it. But the pass from Ander Herrera to find that through ball was brilliant. And again, Paul Pogba as well. You talk about fringe players, I was laughing a bit about that because £89 million midfielder Paul Pogba is playing for his place at Wembley but he played very well for me. I think yeah. he carried the ball on the counter exceedingly well. And, and then Rob, Big Rom scores his you know, 16th goal of the Premier League season. Absolutely love Lukaku. And he showed it with his celebration. He absolutely loves the club. And he's one of those players that's, that's come and I'd argue player of the season for Manchester United this season. We will get to uh, Cam in a second. Uh, thank you for calling us. 0345 Come and have your say. Join us. Another weather outside is lovely, but come and listen to us. Turn us on why don't you, wherever you are in the world. Uh, turn us up loud as well. Get, tell your friends, uh, any United fans out there. You can get us on the app. You can listen worldwide, excessmanchester.co.uk. We want your, because it's sunny in Manchester, United Sun puns right so it's hot <laughs> manchester united hot weather puns i'll start you off romelu la barbecue That's a, that is an absolute bell to that one and, and this one jose pipe ban which is the worst one ever but i thought i'd Mate, say I'm it eight double seven double one have your say uh, and te- text us your uh united some puns cam how you doing cam you okay Right, lads, how you doing? Uh, I'm very well, mate, very well. Uh, how are you? Uh, what do you want to say today on the full-time Devils takeover? 
I want to talk about Mourinho because like, I've noticed so far no one spoke about the West Brom game. Like with the United fans, you know, like we can play bad as soon as we beat Bournemouth. It's like everything's brushed under the carpet. That is true. It is I true. Mean, the West Brom game I mean, did happen. I mean, and we've to, not be, to be fair, mate, it. we've only been on air six minutes, but we were going to get to it. Believe me, uh, that West Brom game. What a shocker, man! What, you, what do you have to say about Jose after that? I'm glad you two are on Sat Monday because you're a bit of a fan of Mourinho, isn't it? And I don't think he's the right man for the club whatsoever. Like, you know, like you got your Sat Monday over there. You know, like every time I go to someone who speaks, who like supports Jose, all they're saying to me is, yeah, but you got to look at the season that City have had, and you know, blah blah blah, all this. Yeah, you know, the season after Fergie left, Moyes' first season, we finished 22 points behind the champions. Next season, we finished 17 points behind the champions. Season after that, we finished 15 points behind the champions. Last season, we finished. 24 points behind the champions so far with 16 so where's the change I don't see it and if we've got to look at how good City's playing why can't we look at how bad Chelsea have been Arsenal Spurs this season well Spurs haven't been too bad but you know compared to past few seasons and he's not taking us forward and he's just what I'm just really scared of is I don't want him at the club I don't minority or what I know like you lot support him I guess everyone's got entitled to their opinion but he's going to leave in a year or so and who's going to look how's he going to leave our club is he like Pogba's going to go is Mark Martial going to go? Is he just going to like completely rape our club and then go? Mate, um, some really strong words. I'm going to let Dave defend himself in a second. Um, <laughs> it was just, just that point that you made about the points. You made it like a really big deal about how many points. So surely, if you're going to talk so and put so much importance on the amount of points that we've got this season, then do you not think that it's good that we've got the most amount of points that we've had since Alex Ferguson? Well, I think as well we've got more points than six of Ferguson's title-winning campaigns. But I think the big thing for me, yeah, the West Brom game happened. But what mattered this season was that City game we don't want to lose the title to Manchester City as a fan you don't want that you know it's tearing my hair out at 2-0 down but for him to turn that around Mourinho and the players it's a collective group you can't single people out it's a collective team for him to do that kind of kills it for me it doesn't matter he's done that and yeah we lost to West Brom but coming back from 2-0 down and beating Manchester City in the derby that would have lasted in history that would have been in the history of Manchester City yes we won the league against Manchester United against them we beat them 2-0 we hammered them but they didn't You know, Mourinho turned that around. You can't give Mourinho... You can't hammer him for the development of certain players and then a game like that and say that's not down to Mourinho because he's the manager. Yeah, Cam, what's your response to that? agree with what you just said. Now, you tell me, how did he change the game round in the second half? Tell me, how did he do it? So, of course, if you want to check out more analysis, jump onto my YouTube channel. But in terms of where some things change, you look at the position of Jess Lingard in the first half. In the first half, he was out wide. He moved central in that second half. Lukaku pulled out to the right wing. What you saw there was someone that could actually link the counter-attack. When you're counter-attacking against good sides, it needs to be quick, incisive. Lukaku sometimes takes too many touches. But what you get with Jesse Lingard in that position is quick movement. Go back and watch the goals and watch Jesse Lingard movement off the ball for Pogba's second goal it was unbelievable and that was a tactical change that changed from the first half to the second half along with a number of other things and you know substitutions and so forth Mourinho got stuff right in that game first half he got a lot wrong but the players got a lot wrong but you've got to credit him for that turnaround you can't say that he did nothing because he did and the mentality as well I mean the way that they've come out in the second half it's obviously that he's it's obvious that he's got in the heads at half time so I think you've got to give him credit surely Cam do you have someone in mind that you think that uh, would be a good replacement for Mourinho then if you're adamant that he you don't want to see him at the club Sean Dyche you know what I'd, I'd have him over Mourinho oh, you know I mean? yeah no, you I'm, I'm, come on I'm, I'm not, 
he's not a Manchester style manager, is he? But what I'm saying is, at the minute, because he's just like our players look so unhappy. I mean, I just cannot understand why we went hell for leather to get Paul Pogba, and we don't play him in his position. It just baffles me. We haven't bought a player for six, seven million squad player playing me. We went out there, spent 89 million, and he come to our club thinking that he was going to play in a three. He's constantly playing in a two. He just like, he's like even like now Martial, you might as well forget about Martial, lads. You know what I mean? Because his cousins even come out now because it's impossible for him to progress underneath Mourinho. He, and like the way he just, I just hate him, man. The way he like talks about Shaw and after the Seville game when he come out and he's talking about City, like they've got this player, that player. Okay, that's all good and well, but what's that got to do with the way you set our team up against Seville? He always tries to brush the blame off him. And I'm going to go, lads, but I'm just going to ask you one last question. The reason why I brought the points up was is, is because what I'm saying is, is like everyone keeps saying to me, City, you've got to look at their season. But the points are the same in the last four or five seasons. And the other thing is, if you can just ask your people who ring up, who would you rather have in the summer go? Would you want Pogba and Martial go or Mourinho? It's not that simple, though, is it? It's not, it's not a case of having to pick. Well, I mean, but he did put the question to you, Gaz. I'm not, well, I'm not answering it. Why? That's not how it works. It's no, it not, is. It's a radio show. He said, I want to ask you a question. It's such a, a mad hypothetical. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm not answering it. Don't want to answer you can't answer it because it's, it, you're stuck there. And I, don't, I understand you being stuck. He's got you. He's got you. You're okay. against the wall, guys. You're back against the wall. It's, it's like me saying, uh, I don't know. Oh, well, here we go. He's sitting, he's sitting on the wall there, guys. So for me, I would keep oh, Mourinho and I keep Paul Pogba. I think I someone like Anthony Martial, there's a lot of players that play his position Alexis Sanchez, Jess Lingard, Marcus Rashford. That is a lot of, you know, if you're looking at football as a whole economy, you can't just go out and spend, every, you know, we're not Manchester City. We're not got all that money to spend. We need to trade players in. We need to swap them out. If they're not working, if there's players that can play their position within the squad, you've got to think of it that way. You can't think of it as we have all these good players. We can keep them all happy because we can't. Obviously, Anthony Martial's attitude in the last few weeks, should we say, he's looked a bit, you know, split up from the squad, as you mentioned, unhappy. And I think you've got to look at this as assets. You've got to look at it as a business, as Manchester United do. And sometimes you have to sell your assets to buy better assets. And Mourinho has definitely moved the club forward. And you need someone like Mourinho at Manchester United to have that impact on the players, on the club. Because Ferguson left such a legacy, Mourinho is the only guy that can come in and do that at the moment. So final, is, is, final words, Cam. Final words for you, Cam. I don't honestly. I'm, we all support the same club. I don't see how they see that he's um, moved the club forward. I mean, when they say about Martial being unhappy, what did he do wrong before Christmas? Tell me one thing. All that's happened is Sanchez has come in, and he just basically just dropped him. Rashford. We talk about Manchester United. We are homegrown players. He's not even getting a look in. I know he played against Bournemouth, but it doesn't matter against Bournemouth. What happens is against Tottenham and, all, and like well, and Liverpool. Oh yeah, we Sanchez. He dropped Sanchez for Saturday. What has he done to justify he had a good 45 minutes against Manchester? We're paying him. 500 grand a week what for but you ask your ask the best we're not paying him we're not paying him that much Mourinho or Pogba or Martial because if they had the right manager trust me they would be flying mate honestly mate mate just the fact that you brought up Sanchez and now you're talking about Martial and Pogba going I think you're relying a, a lot on what you're reading in the papers and it's not all true. Martial and Pogba, I don't think, are kicking off at Mourinho. Pogba told us after the derby, he came up to the fans, he had his, his hand to his ear, he was saying, don't listen to any of it. Martial's not said much, admittedly. However, 
the fact that you're coming out with that, and then you're saying that Sanchez is on 500 grand a week, which we all know he's not. We, we, we everyone, know, you know, it, it's such a, a daft thing that only the papers were saying. So I'm like, you're getting it from the papers, and I don't think those players are, are all going to leave like you were saying before under Jose. What did Martial do wrong to be dropped for the last three months since after Christmas? What did he do wrong? Well, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, mate. It's the same with Luke Shaw, but he got dropped. No one knew what Dave, was going on. Then he came back not... on the pitch, and it was obvious that he was unfit. Dave, United better or worse with Martial in the team? I think Martial's a very, very good player. He showed that last night. There's a lot of strength to his game. He's very good at carrying the ball. He completed more dribbles against Bournemouth last night than any other player on the pitch. But you also have got to evaluate as a whole game. That's the big thing with Anthony Martial. He's fantastic when he gets into the penalty area, when he can provide assists for teammates, when he can score goals. He's got the best minutes to assist per goal for Manchester United this season. But you look at his whole game. Last night, for example, one of the things that you saw when you were at the game was sometimes he doesn't run in behind. He doesn't stretch the opposition. When United need someone to run in behind to stretch the defensive, Marcus Rashford's dropped deep, someone needs to go the other way. Sometimes he stands there stationary. And for me, to be a top-class player, someone like Alexis Sanchez, who showed against Manchester City, showed against Swansea, that he can come to the ball, but he can also go behind. That's one criticism of Anthony Martial, but also defensively, Anthony Martial frequently lets his fullback go. Why Bournemouth got back into the game yesterday was because they decided to attack down the right wing, Anthony Martial's wing. They provided the 2v1 on United's fullback, um, and that's the problem. I, I, I like Anthony Martial, he's going to be a brilliant player, he's a fantastic talent, but he's not a complete player, he's inconsistent, and that was the big thing that Mourinho was saying, is consistency, and unfortunately for young players, it's difficult to be consistent. Cam, thank you very much for your call, mate. Thanks, lads. Cheers, mate, that was Cam, interesting points there from Cam, what a way to start the show, uh, Cam bringing some points to the table, um, and you know what, there were solid points he made. Well, apart from him being what? on 500 grand a week, which everyone knows is untrue. Okay, oh three four five treble one seven six two five. Come and have your Chris. say. Uh, you said halfway through that, Dave. You went a bit Italian. Did you really when Dave went Italian? <laughs> no, I got any Italian in you, Dave? Um, yeah, I went. You went the wild, went, like saying Italian players' names, like Gagliardini. Yeah, well, halfway you through, he went the penalty area, area and he was like the penalty area. And I was like, <laughs> Who's Dave doing over there? Well, my grandma's Swiss, so the Italian, you know, Swiss side of my life is very much on there. <laughs> uh, let's uh, go in a bit more detail about Lukaku uh, from uh, from uh, just a fan's point of view. Gaz, he, you know, one of his, he scored the most goals. What is this, his most successful season this season yeah. for him in the Premier League? Uh, well, it's in all competitions. It's in all competitions. In all competitions. Yep. But again, Premier League, 16 goals, seven assists. He's had a very good year. Especially when you compare him to past United players who have come in and their debut seasons, how many goals they've they've scored. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I've not quite got them to hand. But uh, <laughs> I imagine he scored a lot more than some great Manchester United legends as well in his first season. So uh, he's been brilliant this year as well. I do. I have. I've worried a little bit with how he is on the ball, and I find that if United sort of going forward, so I know. I know what. That, no, Dave. No, don't, Dave. Don't. Dave, I'm not saying that he's had a bad season or anything. No, no, no. I, I don't want to come out with the typical. The thing that I think is, is false and wrong is Lukaku's bad on the ball. What, what I think Lukaku though, is supremely talented on the ball. He's it, underrated it, it now. It does take because, a little bit of time getting rid of it sometimes, though. And this is what I worry about. If our play increases in, in speed, then it's going to get to the point where maybe our, our, the rest of our team is going a little bit too quick for him. However, that, the reason, the, the only time I said that was after the Newcastle game okay. that we lost. And then after that, he's been superb. What about the Arsenal game? Yeah, the, at the Emirates, away at the Emirates, yeah, what happened yeah, for that goal? Yeah, yeah, know, the link-up play, I know. the quick, fast... It, Lukaku can do it. Yeah, he can do it. Look well, what Cam has done it's to us. Cam has ripped us apart. Just making a point about Lukaku, and it, sound, it sounds really weird, this, but sometimes like he, he he will pull off some unbelievable control and like some unbelievable play with the ball, and then other times you'll just see it bounce off him. 
And you're like, are you going to decide whether you're, whether you're dreadful on the ball or world class? But again, you've got to look at the, the appreciation for the teammates to find that pass. Are they playing it to his right foot? Are they playing it to him in, to a position where he can receive and turn? That's yeah. the thing with Lukaku. I think Lukaku's fantastic at coming off defenders, receiving and turning. I think where he needs to work on is sometimes his hold-up play when he gets the ball to feet and there's a centre-off at his back. Well, I'd agree there, but that's, that's, a, that's not every single situation. That's one situation out of a... You know, you could, he could run the channels, you can run in behind, you can mm. play the ball to his head. You know, that's one situation about hold-up play that I think he can improve on. Yeah. But seeing him last season at Everton, it was a little bit one-dimensional. He played almost like Michael Owen. It was a big version of Michael Owen. We'd get on the last man, we'd run in, we'd finish. This season, you see the work rate he's putting in. He's covering the flank, you know, running the channels. Your game at Tottenham with a flick on to Anthony Martial. There's a lot more to his game, and that's why I'm so excited as a United fan. Because this lad is, is just starting to, to come into United, 24 years old. This guy could go so big. Uh, we've not spoken to him for a while, but Stuart's on the phone. You know Stuart, Stuart? Hello, you keep boys. Yes, Stuart! <laughs> I still don't feel Every time I speak to you, Stuart, you put a smile on my face. How have you been, Stuart? I'm OK, not too bad. Not too bad, but I obviously watched the game last night um, against Bournemouth, and I don't know. I, I, look, it's quite controversial what I'm going to say, but I think the Manchester City result in my opinion, has kind of papered over a few cracks that I'm seeing in this team, in my opinion. It's a great result. We went there and we did what I said they should have done, which was go at them, which they did in the second half of that game. And we were only, you know, three, two winners in the end. But it's happened a couple of times this season where we've gone two behind to actually engineer some sort of movement in the players thinking in the game to try and win the game of football. And that's concerning for me. When you've got to go 2-0 down to try and win a game of football, that, that's concerning. And I've said it, and I'll say it time and time again, in the summer, he's got a big job on his hands. You think last summer was big? Well, let me tell you, this is even bigger, because he's got to get it right, and we've got to hit the ground running come August. Yeah. It's vitally, this is Manchester United's most important pre-season, let me tell you. And I'd say, since, certainly since Alex left, this is a big one now. He's got to get it right. He's got to identify his target and he's got to buy the right players because you're living day by those signings. You do, you do, right. Stuart. Stuart, what uh, areas of the pitch do United need to strengthen the most? What's priority number one for you? Central defence. I think, for me, I've said it, Tim, uh, uh, they've done a good job for us, the boys, Smalling and Jones. We need, a, we need an imposing centre-half. We need a defender who's... I hate to see it, but that guy across the road, Vincent Company, yeah. he's the only player from that club. He's class off the field, he's class on it. He's a brilliant centre-half. And we need someone of his ilk, young, because what's concerning me at the two clubs at the moment, when I look at City's recruitment, it seems to me they're recruiting young, unheard-of players. You may have heard of him. I'd heard of the boy Leroy Sane. I didn't know too much about him. This guy looks a will-beater. And I question Manchester United's recruitment of players because I think they've been below par. Players like Daley Blind. He ain't good enough for me. If you want to be winning the European Cups and Premier League titles on a regular basis, the recruitment has got to be a lot better. I don't know where that comes from, the recruitment. Whether it's who actually does the recruitment. Is it Hosey who identifies the players? Or is it some chief executive who does it? I don't know. But the, rec the recruitment's vital this summer. You know, you, you, can I just ask you something there? And I, I complete, I agree with what you're saying in a sense, um, because you know you, you brought up Sane. 
However, do you not think that players that we've already got in our team are as good as Leroy Sane, uh, like the wingers that we've got, Anthony Martial, Marcus Rashford? Do you not think they're as good as that then? Um, me personally, when I watch the boy Sane, I think, I think he's got something about him where he could become a world-class sort of top, top world-class player. Mm. And the players we've got, I love Rashford and I love the boy Martial, but it's to me, they've like hit a brick wall. Now, when Sunny first came to City, I didn't make him much about him. I thought, why, well, who's this boy they've got here? I, I, I didn't rate him when I watched him. He, he wasn't involved in the game much. He seemed to play with low confidence. He watched his early games for City, and he wasn't in the games much. And they were using him as a bit part substitute this last year so he's gone to another level and that's concerning for me that's you, you buy young players in the hope that in five or six seven years time they're going to become what you think you invest in them in the hope that they're going to get there but th there's been no real I'm not too manager. sure on that, to be honest. I think Marcus Rashford's been brilliant this season. From his the minutes that he's played and the impact, you think about the Liverpool game, absolutely fantastic. Two goals, won us that game with his, his dribbling, his close control, his finishing. You take Leroy Sane, I think Leroy Sane's a brilliant young player, but you look in the Champions League against Liverpool, both of those ties, he didn't perform to the level that he should have performed at, and again, that's the inconsistency of young players that we were talking before. I think you make a great point on recruitment. I think this is going to be a big, big summer for United with the likes of Michael Carrick, Fellaini and the Herrera dropping in midfield that's a big area as well at, at centre-half that should be uh, moved on but it's, it's going to be an interesting exciting summer for United a lot of big signings Thank you very much for your call Stuart uh, enjoy watching Manchester United and um, call us more often it's lovely to speak to you every time Stuart calls puts a big smile on my face right we've got to take a quick break but get your calls in now 0345 117625 also your United son puns they're coming in thick and fast gentlemen and you're going to love uh, you're going to love hearing them David De Hay Fever. You'll get more of this right after the break. Live from Manchester, the Excess Manchester Football Social. Call 0345 and have your say winning with Gowing Law. Thank you very much for listening to Excess Manchester. The full-time Devils Takeover is here for another 40 minutes, so just stay with us. We're talking all things Manchester United. We do have a big game coming up on a weekend. The trophy is still possible uh, for Manchester United to win, just spurs in the way. Uh, we'll get to your predictions and your start 11s uh, in about 20 minutes' time, so stay with uh, Manchester. Uh, stay with Manchester United. Yeah, stay with Manchester United. Stay with Excess Manchester. Uh, now... Guys, I've got something to ask you. Oh, it involves Martin Keown. He said that uh, David De Gea, who was included in the PFA Team of the Year, mm -hmm. shouldn't be in the Team of the Year. Edison, okay. City's keeper, should be Team of the Year. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, from what I've seen, I've obviously seen a lot more of David De Gea this year than Edison, so I can't compare them completely. However, I cannot see... a. a goalkeeper in my lifetime who has been as good as David De Gea has been for Man United to the how many times we've seen a shot or a close range effort and you're just thinking that's a goal any other goalkeeper that's a goal yeah and David De Gea somehow somehow will keep it out honestly he's a freak mate he's a freak and yeah that sounds a little bit ludicrous 
rarely to say. However, I have a feeling Dave might have a few stats to back it up. <laughs> have as you well. got some stats for us, Dave? <laughs> I've got a few. Obviously, 17 clean sheets in the Premier League, most of any goalkeeper. But I think, like Gaz has mentioned, the saves that he makes are incredible. He's got the fourth best save percentage in the Premier League in terms of shots at him as a goalkeeper. And you consider that Man United are you know, second in the Premier League. There's a lot of shots coming in for pretty poor defence. So I think he's stepped up. But again, you compare the keepers. Edison is very, very good on the ball. He's a very good stop, shot stopper. He's a little bit crazy, and I quite like that about him. Pep Guardiola needs a keeper that really believes in himself. But the big game, I think, where it showed the quality between the two keepers was the derby. United had four shots on target and scored three goals. <laughs> Simple as that. that. That's it. You know, David Hare made another, made two, I think two unbelievable saves in that game. And that, again, it's just simple. Martin Keown kind of needs to watch some more goalkeeping, I think. Obviously, the stats are brilliant for De Gea as well, but I think especially with Dave, uh, it's different to of, of other keepers in the league. It goes beyond stats. It's the type of saves that he's making. Some of them are, are just... They're, Unbelievable, aren't they? They're not, they're, they're not real life, some of them. You're like, I can't believe what I've just seen. And it gets to the point now where you're saying it on a weekly basis and he just continues to shock you. So that there is actually stats you can... Comparably say that. Oh, here we go. <laughs> should have conceded 14 more goals than he should have done. That's based on Opta's expected goals right, mark, okay. based on the shots that were at him. So, again, yeah, quad- quantified what you've just said. Confirmed that Radio Gaz is a legend. Radio Gaz is a legend. Let's see if Karthik... Statman Gaz. Karthik is a legend. Uh, evening, mate. You well? Hey, hello, guys. Um, yeah, very, very time. good, mate. Talk to us about Manchester United, then. I've got here that you think everything's good at the minute. Well, yeah, I think everything's good. It's just a bit... Iffy at times. I think uh, looking ahead to Wembley, I was just thinking about team selection while I was on hold then. And I was just wondering whether you guys think it's a case of Pogba or Sanchez now. Because if you have a look at when they've been playing on the left, they take up the same areas when they're in hacking. So is it as simple as swap one for the other or is it play Pogba on the right hand side of midfield instead? Nice, a very interesting point. Mm. I think that you're completely correct. They do play sort of in this inside left channel together. And you look at what Sanchez, when he plays his best football, he's a heads-up football, he likes people running in behind. And I think Pogba and Sanchez need to appreciate what each other are doing. We saw that in the derby, Pogba getting into the penalty area and Sanchez finding him. You know, the, 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 the Herrera chest, obviously, but Pogba's made a forward run. And of course, Alexis Sanchez has peeled away and done it. But I do think that Sanchez has also added that getting in behind into his game at Manchester United already. But I quite like what you said there, switch Pogba to the right-hand side. That may eradicate the problem. Yeah, they are getting in the way a little bit. I know what you're saying. Um, personally, I'd rather see Sanchez on the right-hand side. It was something that I think that a lot of us expected to happen when he first arrived at United because of the talent that we have playing on that left wing. Um, I'd much like prefer to see him there and then give the likes of Anthony Martial or Marcus Rashford a game on the left-hand side and keep Pogba where he is. But, what, what, would you, what would you do? Honestly, if we were playing a midfield three, I'd stick Pogba on the on the well. First choice would be stick Sanchez on the right because he can mm. play there. He's been he's been there for Barcelona, and he's. I think there was a stat somewhere. Statman David back me up here, but uh, <laughs> I think he scored more goals and more assists. Yeah, he on did. The I think the thing is with him, though, that was quite a while ago. I think he's developed his game since then. You know, at Barcelona, who was playing on the last shoulder, was playing more of a striker at, at right midfield, as Barca do play with a 4-3-3. But I think in terms of his development, you look at his best football at Arsenal, he actually played as, when he was at a cent, as a centre-forward, but he's not going to displace Romelu Lukaku. I think as well, if you're thinking mm-hmm. Pogba as a right central midfielder, think of that Newcastle game where he created the first goal for Martial with some unbelievable skill in that zone. With United's sort of narrowness on that side, having Pogba there to support uh, you know, someone like Antonio Valencia could be the way to go. And if United were to get Tony Cruz, who they should, 
you know, he would be the guy that I'd be going for if I was Manchester United. Cruz has played left central midfield for Real Madrid and won back-to-back Champions Leagues. So Pogba may have to move position. So maybe at the end of this season, moving him to the right side, maybe the thing to do. Are you uh, are you confident with the weekend coming up, uh, the big game in the FA Cup, the semi-final? Uh, do, you, do you think United will be heading to the final? Well, it, it would just sum us up, really, if we, if we did go to Spurs and, and we beat them. But then the only thing that does bother me is because it's at Wembley and it is, believe, like it or not, it is a home advantage for them. Do we think that? Do we think Spurs have got a slight advantage because it's at Wembley and obviously they've played there all season and maybe they're a bit more used to it? Because Wembley is a different pitch, isn't it? It's a bit, you know, and it's and, still and, half and half fans, let's not forget. Yeah, I know, it? and I get that, the yeah. fans side of it, but it's just that, that they played their week in... You know, week out. Do you do you see any advantage for for Spurs, Dave? I'm just a bit confused. You keep calling it Wembley when it's the Jess Lingard Arena, <laughs> and <laughs> Jess Lingard always shows up at Wembley. So why would we even be scared? That's a good point. We're pretty much the home team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah we're And knowing our luck, uh, Josie will drop Jesse Lingard. Right, uh, Carvick. Thank you very much for your call, mate. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Cheers Rose, Thank you. Oh three four five trouble one seven six. Two five, nearly forgot it then. Uh, the normal uh, uh, rate supply, local charge apply. Jav, you're on the line next, mate. How are you, mate? I'm okay, thanks. I thought, you hung, you, thought you hung up straight away then, bald it. No, let's talk about Martial. That's the person that you want to speak about today, is that right? Uh, yeah. Before I get started, like this isn't like a Martial out situation. I love the kid. Okay. As soon as he came to United, scored against Liverpool on his debut, you know, what dreams are made of. But... I think we, I think we have to you know look look at what's best for the team, and at the moment what the team doesn't have is balance. Like on the left, we're great. We've got Rashford, Martial, Alexis, but then on the right, who have we got? We've got we haven't got mm. one naturally right-sided player. So I think you know there's been a lot of rumours of uh, Tony Martial leaving in the summer, and I think you know they might it might not be the worst thing to be the case. Now, I know what you're saying there, mate, especially because, you know, I want to see Martial playing. However, Sanchez has got that starting left-hand place. That's it. I don't think Martial or Rashford will be able to push too much there. And I I think Martial is the player who will be more unhappy about not getting the games next season uh, as as Marcus Rashford would be. And I think if that's the case and we're just honest with Martial at the start of the season and just say, look, you're not going to get that many start as as many starts as maybe you'd expect at this point in your career then it probably would be the best decision really to get rid of him and have Rashford as the backup to Sanchez but mate we're losing out on such a massive talent with that and it really does make me beg the question why did we even sign Sanchez if it's going to mean getting rid of Martial exactly exactly I said this from the start like as soon as Sanchez signed everyone was buzzing rightly so he's a world class player but he is, I think he's hit his peak now, and he won't get better than he is, in my opinion. No. Obviously, Martial has got a high ceiling, he's got a long way to go, and I don't want to see him do that somewhere else, especially what well, he's not going to in England. If he's going to leave, he's going to leave somewhere far away. Hopefully. You would ask the, that's the question, how much would Martial cost now? If you put a price tag on him, how much would you sell Martial for? Uh, What's his price tag? About 80 to 100 million. Yeah, I can't agree with that. You think United have bought him the thing is, the, the yeah. thing is, because because of how, how much we've seen him and how much potential we know he has, that's what we'd say. But there are some people who'd laugh at that suggestion. I think there's other things you look at as well. Obviously, we mentioned this hole on the right-hand side. Why is nobody filling this? Why is a young player at Manchester United not thinking there's a hole in this team on the right wing? I'm going to play there. This is what really, really confuses me. 
There's players in that squad that could do that. Jess Lingard looks like the best equipped and one matter. But yeah. there's young players in the squad that should mm -hmm. be like, that's my position. That's what I'm going to play for Manchester United. And I find it really, really confusing because they're playing football all day. If they play on the right side in training for two weeks, for three weeks, or four weeks, get that experience, they come on there, they excel. Whenever we've seen Anthony Martial play out there, he usually tries to drift to the left wing. And United are so left-sided, yeah. we don't want that. We want that natural width. I think I know what you're saying. Though. I think I think that an out-and-out -out right winger would be nice because it does seem to be in the team the only right winger we actually have is playing right back, and the other one's playing left back. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that'll be one of uh, Jose's main findings to get like an out-and-out -out winger, someone who can put crosses into the box. As a put, as a, you know, added to a centre half and a left back, and hopefully two two centre mids. So it's looking like being a pretty busy summer. <laughs> it probably is a busy summer, Jab. Uh, so asking the callers this: uh, How confident are you about Saturday? Uh, a little prediction uh, for United against Spurs in the semi-finals. Oh, semi-finals against Spurs. I'm gonna go, I'm, I'm gonna go for a win. I'm gonna go for a one-nil win. But it could go either way. Like, you know, Spurs are a very good team, despite, you know, everyone saying they haven't won trophies, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, they're heading in the right direction. There's no doubt about that. So, by, by no means, it's not going to be an easy game. But hopefully we can just about get the win. Jav, thank you very much for your call, mate. Uh, thank you and uh, all the best for the weekend. What were you going to say there? Uh, Jav just mentioned then, didn't he, about um, getting a winger in who can actually cross. Do you reckon that that's got something to do with the reason that Marshall and Rashford have maybe been pushed away a little bit because they're not that type of player, the more the player to cut inside, and that's why Sanchez was brought in? So if you actually evaluate football and, and so forth, there isn't that many wingers that play wide and stay wide and cross. They're the full-backs. And I think that is evidently the problem at Manchester United, that the full-backs aren't up to the standard of the European elite. Is, uh, you know, Antonio Valencia as good as Joshua Kimmich? No. Is yeah. someone like Asher Young as good as Marcelo? No. The full-backs are now the wingers. Man United, if they were to sign someone on the right-hand side, is going to be inverted. They already have a number of inverted players. I mean, inverted player on the, the you know, playing the stronger foot coming inside. So for me, it's not about that. It's about getting better fullbacks. And I think for me, that's the priority. United, like City last season, you look at how much they changed in the style by signing Benjamin Mendy. Of course, he got injured, but he was brilliant before then. And Carl Walker, two world-class fullbacks, 50 million each. For me, United need to do that. Joshua Kimmich would be about the ideal one. Someone like Alexandra would be good. Kieran Tierney up at Celtic would be good. But it's about that. It's about acquiring players. Don't matter how much it costs. You've just got to go out there, buy some good fullbacks. It'd be nice if we had a fullback who could actually, you know, on the right back, on the right back position who could actually cross as well, because we know Valencia's useless at it. And I think that it's been a running theme of the season as well. How many times have we seen Lukaku? pick it up and when I think about him the majority of time on the right hand side and playing a cross a lovely cross that only he could have got on the end of <laughs> and again it goes that back to United sort of you know left hand sidedness in a way that Lukaku is the guy that's actually drifting out there to cross like yeah. you're saying but he's putting some good balls yes you know yes. The, the, the ball against Chelsea yeah. to, for the winner for uh, Jesse Lingard was, was brilliant basically we need to clone <laughs> Lukaku. <laughs> Lukaku that's we'll what I'm saying two of them another we'll, one <laughs> we'll be laughing uh, get involved in the show tonight 0345 Six two five coming up next. I got a little game for the gentleman in the studio. They're, oh, gonna, they're gonna love it. Put Statman Dave maybe to his. Uh, I'm gonna test him. And guys, you're oh, gonna no. be tested as well. Oh, See no. if you can beat Dave. Uh, also, your United Sun puns because the sun is shining across Manchester. Get them in and be reading some out at the end of the show. Uh, Spurs preview is coming up next right after this break. Live from Manchester, the Excess Manchester Football Social. Call 0345 111 7625 and have your say. Winning with Gowing Law. 
Welcome back to the final part of the full-time level takeover here with Statman Dan. And Statman Dan. Oh, <laughs> Rebrand. Statman Dan. I'll tell you why I said Statman Dan, because I've got an Alan Partridge thing in front of me, and it, it's the Dan thing, and I found it very funny. Dan! Uh, Dave, Statman Dave uh, and Gaz, uh, let's talk about how a little quiz I've got prepared for you, Dave. Oh, no. This is what, who scored the most goals at Manchester United? Right, okay. About, uh, you know, all competitions. Okay. So I'm going to throw two players at you individually, and you're going to say who scored the most. Um, you're going to go first, Gaz. Go on. Is this ever? We'll start off. Goal scored um, ever. Yeah, all in all competitions. We'll start off a bit easy. Um, Darren Gibson. Okay. Or Di Maria. Darren Gibson had a worldie in him, though, didn't he? <laughs> he? He used to try and whack him when he was at United. So what are you going for? So, I, you know, I can't really remember him scoring too many. And I can't think how many... Um, you know what? I'm going to say Darren Gibson. You're going to say Darren Gibson? I'm going to say Darren Gibson. You are correct. To you then, Dave. <laughs> Paul Scholes or Rude Van Nistelrooy? <laughs> Paul Scholes. Paul Scholes. Really? He is correct. Oh, Paul Scholes right, okay. there. Back to you. He played further forward, yeah, didn't he? he scored a lot of goals correct. in the mid part of his career, didn't he? Mm. Back to you, Gaz. Go on. Danny Welbeck mm. or Darren Fletcher? Oh, don't it. I remember Fletcher, I swear, at the start of the season once he scored in like three games in a row and it was the most mental thing ever. <laughs> so I'm going to go for Darren Fletcher. You're going to go for Fletcher, are you? Unfortunately, you're wrong. Danny Welbeck there. Uh, I love Darren Fletcher. To you, Fletcher. Dave. You know, Darren Fletcher's kids once robbed some sweets off me at a function party. <laughs> I'd, I'd let them have the sweets. Darren Fletcher's story. an absolute United legend. And, and, got... and my mum got off of Ollie Mays at his wedding. What you... <laughs> so weird. Javier Hernandez. <laughs> That's the baddest thing you've ever said. <laughs> Javier Hernandez or Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer, who scored the most in Manchester United? Oh, that is a that is a corking question, that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go with Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. You will be correct. So, <laughs> yeah, um, you're going to go with this one. Won't mention me, Mum. Go on. David Beckham, right, or Eric Cantona? <gasps> oh, sad. But there's like one or two in it, isn't there? I'm going to go Eric. Going to go Eric? <laughs> would be wrong, David we're going Beckham, Eric. Ah. Dave, Dennis Irwin or Vidic, who it's... scores the most? Go on. For Manchester United. That is a hard question. Then, then obviously, Erwin with the penalties. Exactly. Vidic with a number of goals. But I think Vidic went through a spell where he scored a lot and then he stopped scoring. So, we're going to go with Dennis Irwin. You are yeah. correct. He's got right. for the penalties, isn't it? Yeah, the penos. Key. Teddy Sheringham. Oh, Roy Keane, guys. Who scored the most oh, goals for Manchester United? I don't like I hate this game. Um, I'm... Ugh... Uh, <laughs> Roy, Roy Keane. Roy Keane. You are correct. Dave. Yep. Dwight York or Nanny? <laughs> oh, that's another, that is another corker because York wasn't at the club for that long and Nanny had, had his worldies in him, but that was about that. He'd turn up, you know, once every three games. Oh, it's just so hard. <laughs> she said. Dwight York. You're going to go Dwight York. He's not got one wrong yet, Dave. He's showing, he's showing you right up. I'm not coming back. Dave's taking my place next week. Yeah, unfortunately for you, guys. What the people guys. Andrew Cole or Ryan Giggs? Who scored the most goals? Cole. For, what, what Cole. Are you for Cole? I'm confident. 
confidently saying coal. Gigs was around for ages. <laughs> you, you are wrong. So I'm just trying to get the bed. Right, next one for you. How many have you got? Dave, I've got two more left. Cristiano Ronaldo or Diego Forlan? Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Correct. And then the that final one. That was the easiest one. Oh, Diego, he used to score goals against Liverpool about 10 a game. That was... Oh, I'm not having that. Go on. No, I've actually done that. I've done a real oh, right, okay. Dave, I'll tell you why, because Dave got them all correct. 100% and Gaz, conversion, Gaz. What was that, Gaz? I mean, you must have got about two or three there. There'll be more funs and games uh, next Thursday. Right, let's talk about Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> didn't we have an out to that bed, No, did didn't have an out to that bed. Uh, James never makes me an out. Producer James, uh, he just says deal with it. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the game uh, on the weekend. Wembley, the FA Cup semi-final. Still not a fan of the semi-final being at Wembley. No. But it happens, so we get over it. We crack on. We go into <laughs> the game, Dave. You confident? You ready for it? You think United are going to get through to the final? And also, I'd love to know um, the players in and out of your squad. I think it's going to be one hell of a game of football. I think it could have, uh, you know, the Manchester City, Man United game written all over it. I think with what United did at Wembley, though, when Spurs comfortably won, they can't do that. They can't go with the 4-2-3-1. They can't allow Paul Pogba to sit next to Nemanja Matic. There was so much space to be exploited behind those two central midfielders. And that's what they did. Christian Eriksen, Son, Deli Ali got on the ball in those areas and it was so difficult. Matic had one of his worst games because as soon as United won the ball back, he'd have that pressure instantly. I think it's all about playing over the press. You know, you think about the game United won at Old Trafford, a direct ball out the back, Lukaku flick on from David De Gea, and of course, Anthony Martial runs in and finishes it. But it's all about that. It's being direct, not playing through the press. I think players are, you know, you'd argue that have got to be in there from the game against Bournemouth and the Herrera performance against Bournemouth was brilliant. They'd put him in. Jess Lingard's got to be there. Again, get take, taken off on the 63rd minute against Bournemouth. So he's going to be there. And it's all about Alexis Sanchez. Want to see Alexis Sanchez winning another game for Manchester United? It's going to be an interesting game. Nine minutes of football. Uh, it's going to be exciting to watch. For you guys... As United, do you think it's going to be the year where United win the FA Cup? You know, again, again? not just to save the managers. Well, they didn't save him last oh, time. Didn't save him, didn't it, to be fair, fact, we won the FA Cup the next day. We, um, well, got yeah, rid. we got, got rid, and it was the talking point straight after. So maybe we should have an FA Cup where we can actually enjoy this time, guys. Do you think? You're not going to get through to the final? I have no idea, <laughs> because of Spurs' form and our form as well at the minute. I can't predict it. Um, in terms of players that would get in or out, I think that I, I don't really think there was maybe anyone last night who impressed enough to to nail down a starting place. Uh, however, some players that I personally want to see, Juan Matter, I want to see him in there as well. I think we, I, I mean, it's this, I hate saying these standard stock phrases, but the phrase he makes us tick is it could not be applied to anyone more than Juan Matter, I think. Forward, forward in the pitch. Some people don't like him playing on the wing because they think he lacks pace. Yeah, but he's quick on the ball. We're, we're a lot quicker when he's playing in that final third. So I want to see Juan Matter in there. Um, Sanchez doesn't really deserve to start, but he's going to. I've got a he's question here. Like, you can't say he doesn't deserve to start <laughs> okay. when he was involved in all three of the goals against City. You can't say that. You can't just state that Sanchez doesn't deserve to play because... He was man of the match for me against well, City. Well, do not think so then does he deserve to start? Well, of course he does, yeah. Performance in a big game, yeah, West Brom. But then how many players were off against West Brom? United had, to, I mentioned before, United had to win the derby. They didn't need to beat West Brom. We've The league's gone. We're so far ahead of Liverpool in the table. Well, you know, we've got two games in hand and well, we did have two games. We won one of those games. We won another one. Could be seven points clear. Doesn't really matter. And I think Sanchez deserves to start. 
And I think it's all about catching Spurs in behind. You know, the constant thing we've seen with United against the Spurs team is getting in behind them. You think Mkhitaryan at Old Trafford the season before last, where, you know, Herrera won it high, transitioned quickly, threw on goal, finished it off. I think it's about that, it's quickness. I'd like to see one matter, but only if United are losing the game. And they need, like you're saying, quick thinking in the final third, speed the attack up, a bit of brains in there, but I'd start with Lingard on the right wing. I'd start with Lingard personally, but Sanchez has had two good games since playing for United. Do you know how many days he's been at Manchester United? I know. He's He's been there for like 87 days. It was 81 before the West Brom game. You can't judge a player on that. That's like not even three months. All right, all right. I know what you're saying. He doesn't even know what Pogba's name is. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's walking around the dressing room. All right, Dave. He's got to tell him again. All I'm saying is if we're playing players in these big games and we're almost rewarding them with a starting 11 place because of how they've played throughout the season... And I know that he's only been here since January, <laughs> but this is even even if you want to include his time at Arsenal. Jesse Lingard gets in there above Sanchez, and for me, I'd put Matter in there above him as well. Is Pogba playing for his? Of Pogba's course, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't mess about with poor Pogba. Of course. You look at how he carried that that counter attack. You know, he drove he drove it through, and the ball to Lukaku was was on point. Lukaku likes that ball. We saw it at the start of the season. Rashford sort of play that ball, you know, driving through the left wing, then cutting it back for Lukaku to run onto, and that's what Pogba did. And I think. Their relationship's good, like his Latin and Pogba the season before. Yeah. You've got to play Pogba, but Pogba has to be on it. Yeah, he does I agree. Indeed. I agree. And then Herrera, you bigged up Herrera in last night's game. Dave, does he do enough for a place in the squad, or is he someone you maybe bring on? What What does What does Herrera mean? He's got to start, hasn't he? I think it's yeah. the intensity. I think that's it. He's, when he plays higher at the pitch, he, he allows United to play a bit higher because he's, he's pressing in his work. Yeah, he played defensive midfield against Bournemouth, but when Ander Herrera's at his best is when he's biting, when he's tenacious. You know, player of the season last season, for whatever reason, it's not worked out this season, but when he was at his best, you think of the battles that he had with Ngulu Kante, you know, he beat him there. It's just that aggression, that tenacity that you need next to Pogba. You need someone to be angry. You need someone like, a, you know, Gattuso would be the ultimate guy. Of course, Gattuso's retired. But Gattuso and Pogba together in a midfield would have been a great combination. Gents, we really come to the end of the show. It's gone very, very quick. Uh, I'm just going to ask you then for a little prediction, guys. Oh, don't. What are you going to go for? What's the out. score going to be? It gives me anxiety when I think it. about it. Say uh, it, guys. Three. No, 2-1. 2-1 two, two, United. 2-1 United. Dave? 1-0. You're 1-0 United. Jess Lingard. Oh, Jesse yes. Lingard. 1-0 United first on the full-time Devils takeover.